0: This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome along to the Blood Red channel. During the January transfer window, time to talk about a few rumours. I'm Guy Clark and alongside me is the chief Liverpool writer, Ian Doyle. Doyley, we've got a few to go through Mm. and I think we should probably start with Jerdan Shaqiri, who's Mm. not featured much for Liverpool this season, only 10 times. Mm. Yet he's being linked with the exit door?
1: It is in the sense that there's been reports coming out of Italy that uh, both Roma and latterly AC Milan uh, have said that they want to take the player on loan but you know as far as we're aware they've not made any approach to Liverpool and I don't think Liverpool would welcome any kind of approach you know they're in the middle of a season where they're going for the Premier League going for the Champions League by their own admission they haven't got the biggest senior squad as that's been seen over recent weeks you look at the you know there's been chances for youngsters and that's come about because of all these injuries they actually say all these injuries didn't take that many to get one or two youngsters on the bench so you know there's no reason for Liverpool to let Shakiri go especially if it's on loan wouldn't make any
0: sense yeah it does seem to be one that's sort of been flattened, even from the off. I think when it was on social media, right at the end of the same tweet, it said no chance. Mm. So sort of killed it within it being said. But as you say, with, with Liverpool's squad as it is quite delicately in terms of numbers, it it just doesn't seem to be one of those that adds up at all.
1: No, it's not. I mean, there are obviously, you've seen that Liverpool have let one or two players go out on loan, um, but they've primarily been youngsters or players who haven't played. I think her became main Maimon being Rian Brewster. Uh, and Nat Phillips obviously was allowed to go back to Stuttgart, which was always the plan. The fact that they even brought him in underlines how short Liverpool were for a, a, a very small particular period of time. But yeah, there's there's no suggestion that, that they'll allow Shakiri to go. And also there's no suggestion that Shakiri himself wants to go. As you say, he's not played a lot this season, partly because of, you know, I'm sure we'll get onto it, injuries at the wrong time when the opportunities were there for him to play. But you know, he's got himself back fit. He came on. Towards the end, the last couple of minutes against Tottenham on on Saturday, and while they've had uh, last midweek off, they got this midweek off. After that, they, I think they play something like five games in about fifteen days. So he's bound to get some game time.
0: Yeah, I know. Before Christmas, he was blood red went down and spoke to him or heard from him at, at the opening of a new yeah. watch shop, and he was talking about how much he's enjoying playing for Liverpool, wanting to see the end of this trophy drought. And it's one of those again. If he's talking like that doesn't sound like a player edging for a move
1: no it doesn't it's interesting from Shakiri because remember when he first signed he kind of because he was signed you know one of those players after the Champions League defeat to, to final to defeat to Real Madrid sorry and it was at that time when it seems daft to think about it now when people go, can this Liverpool team ever win anything? You know, Look at the stuff that they've won over the past six months. And the answer there has been emphatically yes. But he said, I've got a winning mentality because I'm used to winning stuff at Barl, primarily at, at, at Bayern Munich, when he, when he was obviously a rival to Jürgen Klopp's Dortmund. So he suggested he could bring that to the squad. And perhaps that's one of the things that you know, he's brought that people you don't get to see. But in terms of his actual, actual playing time and being happy when he actually plays... He seems to enjoy it. You know, he's, he's totally bought into the whole ethos at Liverpool. And he's had to change the way he plays a little bit because he's always been a slightly individualistic player. But, you know, you've seen him tracking him back in recent games when he's played. You know, and I think he, as I say, he will get chances if he stays fit. And that's been the, the issue for him this season.
0: Has he probably been the most unlucky player yeah. in the Liverpool squad? Yeah. In terms of Jurgen Klopp, he holds his weekly Friday press conference. He gets asked about team news or if he's going to make changes. And he'll say, oh... Shakiri's injured unfortunately he was probably going to be involved and that seems to be his story of the season I think he waited till the derby for his first start of the season yeah. this year
1: I mean the two the two injuries that he's had the main ones obviously he came back from the summer with this calf problem and he, he got over that and then he actually stayed back in September rather than go on international duty with, with Switzerland he wanted to stay at Melwood and work on his fitness and it worked because he ended up covered into the team, but then what happened is the League Cup tie comes up, and it was a perfect opportunity for him to get some minutes and probably you know make a statement, stake a claim. Got injured, and the same thing happened as you just mentioned after around the Christmas period when he then missed out on the uh, on the FA Cup game against Everton when surely he would have started. I mean, luckily for him, Liverpool got through. So I'd be amazed if he's fit if he doesn't play against either uh, Bristol City or Shrewsbury in the fourth round.
0: Well, that's a player who isn't going anywhere. Mm. Liverpool have brought one player in, in, Takumi Minamino. Hmm. Reports today they might be looking to bring in another in the form of the Aston Villa captain, Jack Grealish. What have you got to say on that? There is more chance of me
1: signing for Liverpool than Jack Grealish going to Aston Villa. Uh, Going going from Aston Villa, I should say. Um, I can can do all kinds of leans if you want me to. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, Um, this is a funny one, actually, because this has been knocking around for a while. It was eighteen months ago that that who were first offered Jack Grealish, and you got to bear in mind at the time, Aston Villa had just lost the play final yeah. against Fulham. They'd come up, sorry, went down from the Premier League. I think it was two years before that, and so they had the old parachute payments. Three and
0: years payments was, were finishing, and yeah. I think actually they were effectively on the verge of <coughs> bankruptcy under yes. the ownership. Yes, the ownership. Yeah, yeah change That's of the, ownership.
1: Yeah, and so Steve Round, who was then the technical director, who then got sacked shortly after this. Um, he approached presumably not just Liverpool but other clubs and said, look, Jack Grealish, £25 million, do you want him? And Liverpool just said no. The interesting thing is apparently we've been led to believe that last summer Villa, even though they got promoted to the Premier League, came back again and offered Grealish again, whether, again, that was just to Liverpool or other clubs, I don't know. So whether that was some they were trying to cash in on him to try and bolt the squad because he spends a lot of fair bit of money and it's not particularly gone well for them. Because the irony there being Grealish is quite clearly their best player yep. after all of that. So imagine if they had got rid of him, um, but no, there's nothing in it. Um, whether it's an agent trying to drum up interest in the player, whether it's a club trying to, to push up his value, I don't know. But it, you know, he's not going to be coming to Liverpool.
0: He's been on a one man crusade to keep Villa out of the bottom three, though. Obviously, that didn't work too well against City at the weekend. Eight goals, six assists mm. for him. <clears throat> should Liverpool change that stance and be interested, it would fit somewhat of a, a theme that Jurgen Klopp has developed, if a Villa were to go down, of looking at essentially the best player in a relegated side and, and picking them off. Well, Shaqiri was one, wasn't he, from yep. Stoke? Aldum
1: he's another, uh, from Newcastle, and Andy Robertson from, from Hull. Uh, Aldam obviously, is one of the players who I think people may have seen. Andy Gray was talking about Grealish and saying that, look, he should... You know, he's better than any of Liverpool's midfielders, any of them, and then it, it picked out Cater and Wine Alden. Now Cater you can kind of understand because he's not played that much, uh, but Wijnaldum Alden plays all the time, yep. and he's like he's he's got two goals in the Champions League semi final against Barcelona. Uh, he's, I think he's only missed in this 38 game unbeaten run. I think he's only missed four games or failed to start four. Three he was injured for, and one he was on the bench and came on. So all the other games he's been there, and that, that's, it's obviously a reason why Jurgen Klopp picks him. It's because he's very good, he's very versatile. And while he's not quite the same player as Jack Grealish, he's got an awful lot more rounded game. So obviously you've got a bear in man, Andy Gray, a former Aston Villa player and former yep. Everton player. So he's going to he's gonna big up Grealish and that's fair enough. And he is a decent player, but there's, you know, certainly under this current regime at Liverpool, there's not much chance of him coming.
0: And we do get starved, obviously, through the summer. There wasn't really any <laughs> senior signings made by Liverpool. And then you get into the January transfer window. It's been, I suppose... Premier League wide a lack of movement and deals done so far we get to this stage of the season and someone like Andy Gray mentions that Grealish would be perhaps better than Mm. Gini Wijnaldum or Naby Keita and the next day we're sat here talking about it as though it's an actual link Yes,
1: are you suggesting that's the way that the media works these days? Well, it, it <laughs> somebody just, it, says something, yeah, it, 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 d- it seems from that. to be something,
0: yeah. that it, it just sparks out of nothing, because as you say, there doesn't seem to be much concrete I think it's behind a lot this. Of,
1: I think it's a lot of 2 plus 2 equals 15,000, I think. Um, that obviously being the phrase that no one said before, I never <laughs> ever will say after that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you're right, there's, there's not a lot going on in terms of the transfers, there's lots of holes to be filled, lots of rumours, although obviously with Villa obviously having twice gone to Liverpool, and offered him. To, you know, it's not beyond the realms of possibility that they might actually try and do it again. But from what we're led to believe, to Liverpool are just like, look, no, go away, leave us alone. We don't want him.
0: And we speak so much about the how Liverpool, the infrastructure, I suppose it were behind the scenes of how transfers are set up. We are mid-season in the January window. Not much does happen, and we know that Liverpool perhaps do like to try and work. A window, or even a summer ahead, and do their business. We've seen one incoming. Hmm. Do you think we're likely to see much else from Liverpool? Not
1: well, in January. In this, in the, yeah, in this in January, yeah. I'd be amazed if there's if, if anything anything much, unless something. You know, I've written in the past that they're quite opportunist in the sense that if they see something, they'll go for it, such as the Minamino thing, where they discovered his release clause and then obviously kept an eye on him and went, okay, we'll 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 try and sign him, and they managed to do that. I think they did that. Shakirian, he was a release clause as well, wasn't yeah. he? he? Was, 13, was it 13.7 for five or 12? Yeah, so yeah. around, that, around that fee. So, you know, that's an example of, of Liverpool perhaps thinking outside the box a little bit. And, you know, there's nothing to say that they might not do something like that in January, but there's been absolutely no sign of it. Only if a, a real opportunity presents itself will they be interested. Because the other thing is, they've got this squad together. I think they know the got enough players to see they've got through the worst bit of the season in terms of you know there's no more Carabao Cup there's no more Club World Cup that's done the Super Cup went um, Champions League is down to the obviously the knockout stages which hopefully Liverpool will have another seven games but they played six in the group stages so they've got through that and they're more than halfway through the the, the uh, Premier League season there is the FA Cup but I think we've seen what Liverpool have they're going to have they're going to approach that with the Pretty, you know, predominantly fringe players and youngsters which worked against Everton and they'll probably do that in the in the next round so I just think you know why rock the boat unless there's something absolutely major that they feel as though they can do
0: and everyone's favourite saying I- in January not is the players who are like a new signing coming back from injury and that is now the case Matip yes. and Fabinho look as though they are nearing the end of or their road to recovery.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, last week you could have counted oxlade Chamberlain, Shakiri amongst that, and there's Lovren as well. So, you know, suddenly Liverpool have got the options in the positions where they uh, they, they didn't have any, um, which is why they had to bring back Nat Phillips, and you know, Gomez had to play in the FA Cup game, or perhaps he wouldn't have done. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, you know, in in the in the coming weeks to see how Klopp changes things because. Rather oddly, I thought they looked a little bit tired against Tottenham, yeah. which was a bit strange because they, they'd been playing so many games. They actually had a week off and maybe just, you know, the, the whole thing about they relaxed. not They didn't consciously relax or subconsciously just relaxed a bit too much and it took them a bit more time to get back into the intensity of, of, of things. So it'll be interesting to see what happens against Manchester United, for example, although, let's face it, for that game at home and field, everybody's going to be up for that one. And then they're into that run of games where they're playing every three, three or four days. So... I think you know Liverpool are well stocked and it would only it would take something ridiculous like a massive injury for them to even think about doing anything between now and the end of the uh, January transfer window.
0: Well that is it from our Liverpool Chief Liverpool writer Ian Doyle, then on what Liverpool may or perhaps may not do during the January transfer window. Thanks for joining us here on Blood Red. If you want to uh, see more from us on YouTube, just like, comment, share everything below this video. And of course, uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts, you can also catch more of us there. But until next time, it's bye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.